Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. up everybody thank you for joining your boy yet again for another edition of Pulse point of view and of course i am your host the host your god like your paragon of virtue your former nwa world television champion the pope elijah burke and you are listening to the podcast that is indeed known as 45 minutes of fire And then some, and we're going to get to the sum in just a moment or two, but before your boy do, allow him to do his due diligence and bring in and on right now, none other than the political activist, the drag queen extraordinaire, the PWI contributor and columnist, who the hell am I talking about? I'm talking about none other than the manager of champions, him and herself, Polo freaking Del Mar. How are you today? It's Pollo Del Mar, and I am fantastic, Pope. Today, we're going to be talking about the greatest tag teams of all time, and I love me some tag team wrestling. I don't want to know what you do in your private life, but yes, we are going to hone in on tag teams. Now, Pope been a part of a couple of tag teams uh, in his career. Don't give me that look, Polo. That, oh, just, wait, <laughs> just wait to see where Pope is going, okay? But nonetheless, um, <laughs> yes, we're going to talk the top five greatest tag teams of all time. Now, um, listen, Pope Point of Viewers, before we get into that, I want you to understand how this whole thing is going to work out because obviously Pope has his own top five Polo has his own top five, and we're going to start at the bottom and work our way to the top, and we are going to go through a process of elimination um, to see in our own way who exactly should be number one on that list. But before we even get there, Polo, you know what we got to do. We have to jump. We got to Delve. 
dive and dive into the news with the letter Z. And we ain't going to stay here too long. So in the meantime, I want you guys to buckle up, sit back, relax, and prepare for the ride that is known as the Fantastic Voyage. Because in the news with the letter Z, we go. And what, what better way should we start talking about the news? Because there was some big news over the weekend. And I'm not talking about WWE Survivor Series. Yes, that was good. It brought War Games back. We got a War Games featuring the men's. We got a War Games featuring the women. We got uh, Becky Lynch return and a dive off top of the cage and yada, yada, yada. Uh, we got Kevin Owens uh, being laid out as, as his friend cemented his internship, I should say. His his. Bloodline. He tied his bloodline, did Sami Zayn, by showing how far he was willing to go for uh, every ooze that was in that ring. But we ain't going to focus on that. What I want to talk about from this weekend that really deserved a lot more attention, Polo Del Mar, that was Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. That's right, the return of the dragon who stepped into the ring for his last match, if you will, of sorts, teaming with FTR to take on Brock Anderson, Black Machismo, and a mystery partner that would turn out to be none other than a national treasure, Nick Aldis. Now, Polo, you and I, we've been talking about this for quite some time, man. Uh, Nick Aldis has ruled, uh, seemingly ruled the news uh, this past month, and um, what better? Uh, I think it was a great choice to bring him in uh, for this big time matchup. You got someone who represents the NWA Lightning One era, which is the modern era, who was going in to take on someone who represented the NWA multiple time world champion as well in Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Do you think this was a good choice as well, Polo? I thought what was suspect about this to me was having Brock Anderson as part of this. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, he's Arn's son, but he's not done a thing to impress me. So having him in this was the stuck out like a turd in a punch bowl is what somebody used to <laughs> Well, you know, and, and again, it's, it's a lot of things that go into it, but you hit the, the nail on the head, if you will, because it's an Anderson. And so that's about the only sense uh, thing, I should say, that makes sense about this nonsensical choice in Brock Anderson being in that ring with the legend Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. It's just the fact of having Arn Anderson there on the outside because where one Anderson goes, and we're going to talk about this, and, and, and again, we're talking greatest tag teams of all time. Um, where one Anderson goes, another is sure to follow. But Ricky looked great here, Polo. Uh, yeah, he kept his shirt on and whatnot, but I mean, you're talking about somebody that's, you know, at it's what, 70 years old, you know, 71, 72, somewhere around that. And um, he looked great. He, he, gosh, when he got in there with Machismo, finally, he hit that patented Ricky the Dragon Steamboat arm drag. He never lost a step in that regard. And um, if you're comparing the two, because again, this whole match would end with Ricky Steamboat and everybody putting the figure four on. The opponents with the heels tapping out. So Ricky returned after 12 years to get his uh, victory and his send-off of sorts. 
Polo, there's one thing about this. You talk about the figure floor, uh, figure floor, the figure four on the floor. Then you think about Ric Flair, of course. And when thinking about Ric Flair, you think about uh, his last match. It was a nice crowd out there in big time wrestling. But the building was so huge that it seemed like there wasn't a lot of people in attendance. And for me, you know, when you got somebody like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, who, I mean, when you talk about NWA World Champions, uh, I mean, gosh, he's, he's, we're speaking top five. He has to be in the top five. I felt like maybe they should have been in a smaller venue so that that venue could have sold out. Because when you're comparing the two in Ric Flair's last match and Ricky Steamboat's, there's no comparison. No, but the same time, it could be said that Ricky Steamboat's last match didn't get the kind of promotion that Ric Flair's did. It didn't have all of that build around it. Um, and I think that there was a lot of intention to have Ricky Steamboat's last match at Ric Flair's last match. You know, like there were, there was discussion of having those two in the ring with each other even um, for a short period of time. But this was a situation where I do have to say that I love FTR being included in this. They are such a modern era throwback to the great tag teams of the NWA era, of the highlight times of Ricky Steamboat's career. And and we'll definitely talk about that later on as well. But I I think that Ricky did get a nice send-off, but not the way or to the extent that Flair did. And again, I, I honestly think that Flair's career eclipses even Ricky Steamboat's. So the kind of reverence that people yeah. had for him um, is entirely different. Well, do you think, because uh, you didn't touch on Nick Aldis, do you think that was a great choice for the third partner? I think that Nick Aldis could be laying the ground for work for some of the things we may see to come from him. There, There is always the opportunity that he could sign with some unknown promotion at the moment, done by, let's say, Conrad Thompson. Yeah. And, you know, and if he's willing to have gambled on Billy Corgan's identity for the NWA for five years and had that built around him, then maybe if Conrad Thompson and Ric Flair and others are looking to rebuild something, maybe maybe that's who they would like to build it around. And, guys, this is why we have Polo Del Mar apart here, co-hosting Post Point of View, because we love his insight. We love uh, his input, and we love his opinions. And um, that's crazy, Polo, because, you know, just next week, you know, um, a week from today, uh, not of the recording, but of the airing, we will be celebrating our third year of Post Point of View on air, and it'll be one year with you and I, so pretty cool how time flies, man. So we got a big celebration coming up next week, guys, so you're not going to want to miss that, and that's a fact, Jack. But speaking of Ric Flair, you know, Ric Flair's going to be, you know, the guy can't hold water. Um, He can't hold water whatsoever. Of course he can't. He's so full of liquor, there's no room for the water. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah and gosh knows i saw him he shared on his instagram where he was giving taking a shot him and wondrous wendy as he called him and the bartender i mean when rick says he's buying shots or drinks on him he means it it's always been that way i don't see it changing and i just um i just hope the uh 
young fella at heart, if you will. Well, hell, not even at heart, at mind at this point. I hope he um, just takes care of that heart not young either. Woo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just hope he takes care of himself. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. But hey, WWE seems to be taking care of him. He's been welcomed back with open arms. They've done a doc documentary on him and now rick flair is invited and will be partaking in the raw 30th anniversary uh coming up in just a month in january and um gosh are you looking forward to seeing flair strut back out there on wwe tv i know pope is and i know you're gonna have your own thoughts i i am always excited to see rick flair it's there's something that over the last number of years has changed about him where he has become a caricature of Ric Flair. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's uncomfortable to watch, but you know, at the same time, he's 70 some years old, living his best life. Right. Who are we to tell him to do anything different? Right. There you go. And I think that's the key. I think it makes a lot of us who care about Flair, those of us who believe in prayer, who prayed for Ric Flair when he was in, you know, the dire shape, you know, and seemingly on his way out of this realm. Um, It makes all of us a little uncomfortable to see. But at the same time, guys, you do know that we are going to expire at some point. And um, Flair has lived twice the age as a lot of us, not Polo. But... He knows. How dare you? <laughs> How very dare you, <laughs> All in love, L-O-V-E, kid. But yeah, so um, I think I think that's exactly what it is. Flair's what seventy four. Ricky's sixty nine. And Flair's seventy four this year. So Ricky Steamboat sixty nine. Flair's seventy four. Flair's just living his best life, man. And um, I think at this point he's done all that there is to do. If Flair cleans up his life, he'd probably drop dead just because. Uh, and honestly, I think that there are possible instances that we've seen that happen where people, you know, turn their lives around and then, yeah, you know, all die of a broken heart because they gave up everything that they loved. So, but you know, what's uh, crazy when thinking about Flair, who just popped into my head, who Bob freaking Barker, Bob Barker. And you know, Bob Barker is still alive and well. He is still alive and well and kicking. Bob Barker. Is- Bob, <laughs> he is? Yeah. I'm, I'm Googling it right now. Bob Barker is 98 years old. And the reason he popped into my head is because I was going to ask him. <laughs> you he got- is still alive. Oh my God. I don't know why I surely thought he died. No, Bob, right, Bob Barker. <laughs> Dang, Bob Barker. I thought you would. Ooh, I was. I just thought he barked right on. Hey, so we got since we're doing the top five, let's do a top three real quick. Who's expected to live the longer in your opinion? Bob Barker, Vince McMahon, or Ric Flair? Well, I mean, Bob Barker's already beat both of them by 20 years. <laughs> right. Uh, 
I mean, I don't know. I mean, do I think that Vince and Rick will outlive what Bob Barker's already achieved? Yeah. No way. Wow. No way. Yeah, man, that's crazy that Bob Barker is 98 years old. And hey, man, come on, Bob, stay with us. Hang in there. Let's get you to 100 so we can celebrate you just as we were preparing to do for the golden girl herself, Betty White. I mean, this is something great. Uh, Betty uh, White wasn't able to do so, but I think the price is right for Bob Barker to accomplish. And hopefully um, he does just that. And um, gosh, I think we'll all be grateful and happy um, if Bob Barker, unlike Polo, who forgot he was alive, actually achieves that feat. But guys, exactly. this is the thing we have to bid. If Bob Barker is running <laughs> 100 without going over. <laughs> not one day over 100, not one day under 100, just 100, and then get out of here. Oh, my God. Poor Bob Barker. I, I don't know why. I thought, you know, Rod Roddy, who was the one of the, the voice of Prices, right? Like, mm-hmm. come on down. Mm-hmm. He passed away. And I don't know why. I thought Bob Barker, like. Nah, man, not Bob Barker. 98. 98 years of age and um, still kicking. One person who is not kicking anymore, at least on AEW, is someone that we talked about, that being CM Punk. But those who were kicking in the punching, if you will, in that brawl for it all backstage at the brawl out, is the elite. Now, Polo, I don't know. We're not going to really talk about Dynamite, but I do got to bring this up. Did you witness Dynamite, or more specifically, the elites return to the ring? Because they were in Chicago. Did you see all the shenanigans? Do you think that was them playing up to the crowd? Or do you think that was what they had in mind intentionally to go out there and do? I don't know. I mean, I think that they troll. I think that they like to troll people. And if you're going to troll and get any kind of heel heat, you might as well do that right there because you know it's going to work. It's but Chicago. they're not supposed to be heels. They're supposed to be faces. Are they? Yeah, they're I supposed to. Yeah. I don't know because they were they were heels when they left, so why wouldn't they be heels when they come back? Were they heels when they left? I thought no, they yeah. did, they did the face turn. They you know, they did the face turn when they um they lost in the the title hunt or the who they put some team over in the triple threat. Can't remember who it was. Um, but anyways, yeah, so we had some biting going on in the ring on the arm. Uh, we had, you know, that was to signify a lot of uh, Kenny Omega being bit on the arm, I believe was reported. We got the go to sleep signatures in there. And um, yeah, man, um, do that come across as immature to you? You say trolling, but the Pope, that seems just a little bit on the immature side. I think it, especially since they're, you know, vice presidents that he was saying they are childish and immature. Right, right. Well, the reason that Pope brought that up, Polo, is because Eric Eric Bischoff was recently asked whether or not it would be a great idea for, you know, WWE to try to go after Punk and bring him back in. Uh, in the fold of the universe. And um, Eric Bischoff said, and I quote, and I think you'll agree with Eric Bischoff here, he said that CM Punk has already crapped the bed, and he didn't use the word crap, you know, and he said that uh, Hunter would not touch CM Punk with a 10 
foot pole as well as Eric Bischoff believes that the audience has gotten tired of CM Punk and have turned their back on him as well. He says the mystique is gone. What say you, Polo Demar? I think he's absolutely correct. And I think uh, as well that anyone who runs a professional wrestling organization who would invite somebody in who has time and time again proven who they are mm-hmm. as CM Punk has and how problematic they are and how, how everything has to be focused on them and they have to have their way. I, I think it'd be foolish to bring that in. I think that it invites toxicity that doesn't need to exist. And on top of all that, in terms of w- whether or not he can d- deliver a match that's worth watching, I, I haven't seen that either. So, <laughs> well, wait. I thought you. I thought you enjoyed the MJF collar match. I mean, he wore his white shorts out there, got blood within the first three minutes, and he bled. Um, but I don't know. Maybe you didn't like him versus Adam Page. I don't know. I did not find anything that he did other than his reappearance initially to be overly compelling. I didn't find his in-ring quality was up to snuff. I I just am reminded of whomever it was that said he is fragile. I think it was Diesel. Uh Uh, I think it was Kevin Nash who said he is fragile. Mm -hmm. And not just fragile of ego, but fragile of body. He looked worn out. He was not able to compete at the level that we would expect from somebody getting that kind of paycheck. And and I would just rather not. Well, um, your boy can certainly speak to the ego part of Punk, but I can't speak to the physical. Actually, I think I can because we all can at this point because he's been back and he's been severely injured twice now, I believe. And that's just what we know about. But Polo, we're going to go ahead and get ready to transition out of the news here. Shout out to Gabby Tough! Shout out to Gabby Tough! Yes, we're going to transition out of the news and we're going to get ready, guys, right after this commercial break. We are going to focus in, we're going to talk, we're going to discuss, we are going to debate the top five greatest tag teams of all time, and most of them, I assume, whom Polo and myself are going to discuss. Polo, do you know what they are? Legends, Pope. They are absolute legends. And you know who could be one, Polo? Tell us, Pope, who could it be? You, Polo. <laughs> you can. <laughs> I'm doing it on my way, y'all. Yes. All you have to do is go over to futurelegend.com. Whether it's shirts, shorts, leggings, hoodies, or face masks, Future Legend has all of the latest styles to dress you up or down to become a legend in your own right. So, guys, be sure to follow Future Legend over on Instagram to stay updated on all your cool and new releases. And be sure to visit futurelegend.com using code POOP10 to get 10% off of your order today. Future Legend Clothing. Aspire to inspire. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Okay, guys, so this is it. We are back, and again, you know this is the top five greatest tag teams of all time edition of Pope's Point of View. We have been talking about it for quite some time. We were going to do it last week, but Polo and myself forgot about Full Gear. However, we didn't forget about Survivor Series. It's just that we're going to stay up to date as what we've given you and we said we were going to do it so that's what we're going to focus on right here and right now and that is the top five greatest tag teams of all time now guys as i told you previously we are going to start at the bottom so we're going to start at number five and we're going to work our way to number one polo are you ready for this Okay, let's do it. Pope. All right, now before Pope get into this, I do want to go ahead before I start with the whole top five and at the number five spot, I want to go ahead and point out some honorable mentions on my end. I'm sure you got some as well. So I just yep. want to give a shout out to the teams that did not make it, that are obviously considered great tag teams, but they're not going to necessarily be in here. That's... I, the Rock and Roll Express. I had a hard time not putting them in the top five. I had an absolute hard time, Polo. Now they're they're also in my honorable mention. Yes, Harlem Heat. As a black man, again, I had a hard time. We're talking top five greatest, okay? And Harlem Heat only made their name for the most part on the national scene in WCW. So shout out to Booker T. I know Paul's also, also in my top five or in my honorable mentions. And you know what was a defining factor, Pope? Like, yes, they had more WCW World Tag Team title runs than anybody else, but not one of them is memorable. And they lost to so many different random teams. <laughs> not not one of those ten yeah. reigns is memorable. Okay. None. And, and that's what we're looking at here. Freebirds, Polo. Now, I didn't want to consider them. I didn't want to put the Freebirds in there because they oftentimes, you know, the Freebird rule. It was three of them and any two, but man, were they great at it. So I got the Freebirds in there and don't even ask me about the New Day. I'm not putting them in there because it's not top 10 for me of all time, Polo. They're not top 10 for me. So the Freebirds and New Day both are in my honorable mentions as well. Mm. Mm. All right, and moving on, I got the Usos in there, and that's because of what they have done, and obviously it's a feat, much like what the New Day previously did, longest reigning tag team champions. Those boys have been the most consistent tag team um, of the modern era of WWE. They have been the most consistent, and if you have to name a tag team of tag teams in WWE, it is the Usos, whether they're champions or not. Would you agree, Polo? Did they make your top five? Are they in your top five? No, this is honorable mention. I haven't started top five. Okay, yet. well, they're in my top five. Okay, all right. And then moving on. Ooh, they're going to be eliminated quickly. And last but not least, Arn and Tully Blanchard. How very dare you. I know. You, you're talking. You're talking to a horseman. Okay, by heart. And so I had to put Arn and Tully in the bottom, um, you know, five. Never. Yeah. Never. 
Yeah, I know. So anyways, I guess that tells us we just found out two of Polo's top five. And um, I'm going to give you some other honorable mentions, Pope. Go right ahead. FTR is an honorable mention. I think if they continue at the pace that Wait, they're at. now let me just stop you right there, Apollo. You're saying you think if that, we're talking current. FTR is a great tag team today. They are not a great tag team of all time. Let me say to you again, I think that in um, just a few short years, <laughs> if, no. if they are, if they are I, I think in just a few short years, if they continue doing the kind of things they're doing, I think that they will be in that great. Well, time. then that's a possibility. And that's a I, big, I've already put them there in anticipation of the fact that they are a defining factor in today. If of all the teams in today's business right now, I think that they are literally, I would put them above. I, I get that today, Polo. Today, as far as tag teams, they are the best tag team out there as far as wrestling goes. But you keep using the term and the word if. But Polo, if a bullfrog has springy, didn't have springy legs, it'll bump his butt every time it jumps, says old man Pope. That's what old Papa Pope used to say. So, yes, well, we're not talking about ifs right now. I would already put them above Harlem Heat because I can actually remember some of their title reigns. Like, just yeah, but, Harlem Heat. But Harlem so, Heat also have 10 tag team reigns. Okay. So FTR, Harlem Heat, Rock and Roll Express, New Day. Those are all my in my honorable mentions, as are the Freebirds, the Rockers, the Young Bucks, Edge and Christian, the Dudley Boys, and the Hardys. All right. Well, we got to talk. Honorable, honorable mention to Dick the Bruiser and the Crusher. Yeah, and while you add it, honorable mentions of blood force, <laughs> blood force trauma. So <laughs> you are doomed, Pope. <laughs> and so far, they. <laughs> Be sure to tune in to NWA if you didn't catch it this uh, past Tuesday on Fight TV. Be sure to check it out. It's on YouTube right now, guys. You can head on over to NWA Power. All right, so here we go. Starting at the bottom, number five. Polo, who you got in the number five slot? Be sure to have your pen out, guys, because we're going we're gonna to take notes. We're going to write this stuff down, and we're going to compare, and we're going to eliminate. Go, Polo. All right. My number five team is Demolition. Demolition. Uh-huh. And your, your reasoning, your thought process behind putting them there. They are, in my mind, they could have actually gone higher, but... They held the WWF tag team titles for 18 months, mm -hmm. which was an unparalleled feat at the time. And unlike what we're seeing right now from the Usos, where there's only a very small number of teams to compete for those titles, at the height of Demolition's reign, they were seeing competition from people like the Rockers, the Killer Bees. The, the depth of the tag team division there was so intense the Hart Foundation, amongst others. Mm -hmm. And they proved their dominance is in that type of an environment. To me, that is certainly showing their long-term dominance in terms of who they are as a, a top-tier team. All right. Well, Polo went with Demolition at number five. At number five for Pope, it is the Dudley Boys. 
you talk about the length. You talk about the time of the team. You're talking about from 1996, 97, all the way to 2000 and, you know, what, 15, 16, 17. So I chose the Dudley Boys in this regard, a 22-time World Tag Team Champion. They have held championships in every promotion that they have gone to. They spearheaded the tag team division at ECW, helped put ECW... Oh, yeah, you weren't ready for this. See, Pope Pope got his research going. Pope knows what he's talking about. That's what I... You better get ready, because we ain't done. We just started. But they spearheaded and helped put ECW on the map as well. Well before it became extreme, it was Eastern Championship Wrestling, well before Bubba and Devon hooked up. But when they did hook up and form that team, they went on to superb greatness, greatness that deserves the spot that they're in at number five. And um, yeah, WCW champions, WWF champions, uh I think they even held one of the quote-unquote Raw or SmackDown Tag Team Championship. But TNA, they went over to TNA. Champions there as well. How can you not include them? You just can't. Dudley's at number five. So, Dudley's versus Demolition. Who you got, Polo? Uh-huh. See, that's how we're going to do this thing. That's how we're going to do it. Who wins Dudley's? Versus demolition, based off their history, based off their accomplishments, and based off of the um, impact. I do, I, I do think that in this situation, the Dudleys would win. All right, so Dudleys is there. Boom! Thank you for your honesty, and I appreciate that. And I think the fans and the Pope point of view is listening will agree. So let's go on to number four. And since you went first on five, Pope will go ahead and take number four. I have the Hardys. That's right. The Hardy boys are Pope's number four choice. You're talking about two brothers who have been teaming since they got their break in WWE. And gosh, that's not talking about their championships. And let's talk about the cultural impact that they have had on the WWE universe and wrestling universe as a whole. They have held the championships multiple times. They put the TLC ladder match on the map for WWE, along with Edge and Christian, who are honorable mentions. They've held tag team glory wherever they have went, whether that was WWE. Of course, they had the WCW titles there as well. Impact Wrestling, they went there and held it twice. And, and everywhere else they've been, the Hardy Boys have... They're also Ring of Honor World Tag Team. Ring of Honor. I was getting there, but they have revolutionized. During that time, the Hardy Boys revolutionized tag team wrestling. How can you not have them in the top five? I do not have them in the top five because I personally feel that the Dudleys, Edging Christian... And the Hardys, none of them would have been anything remotely what they became in the minds of fans without the other two. Those those series of matches were almost exclusively interchangeable, one with the other. I, uh, I'm also just not a Hardy fan. Well, so, uh, well, I get that. But I, uh, again, Polo, I, I get it. And thank you again for your 
uh, blunt force openness. That's a that's a BFO, if you will, but uh, <laughs> your blunt force opinion. But yeah, it, it's okay that you come from that route. See, Pope's not coming from a personal route. If I came from a personal standpoint, Tully and Arn would be in my top five. The uh, uh, the rock and roll certainly would be in Pope's top five. But I'm looking at the overall picture here, and of course, you said that one wouldn't be the other. Uh, one wouldn't be this without the other, but neither would Steve without Flair. But um, nonetheless, who do you have at number four? I have at number four the Usos. I think that the Usos have revolutionized what is happening currently. I think that they define the last ten years of. WWE tag team wrestling. I certainly think that it would be very comparable in some ways to talk about their long-term rivalry with the New Day as kind of being the definition of what is happening in the moment. But unlike the Usos, who have been a definitive duo, I discounted the the, the New Day because they are interchangeable trios, and half of the time, um, it was just a you know. The, the, Various people held the titles at different times. I just don't look at them in the same regard. So this was a situation where I absolutely think that the Usos are a definition of their generation, and I think they deserve their top spot. Wow. I'm not disagreeing with what you said, except for the fact that we're dealing with all time. And right now, while the Usos, again, as I told you guys when I gave them uh, their props, as honorable mentions, there is no way that the Usos right now, right now, is all time. They are great, but Pope does not consider them all time greats. And that's just, um, you know, th- th- that's just the fact. Because again, Polo, you're talking from a personal standpoint. Pope don't necessarily come from that standpoint, but I certainly agree with what you're saying. So here we are. We have our fours. Um, number fours have been stated. So, Polo, who wins? Who do you I, have here? I think the Usos. I think the Usos would win this match. You got the Usos going over here? Mm-hmm. Even, I think the Usos would, would even though, Hardys. Even though when the Hardys challenged the Usos on SmackDown April 9th, 2019, after making their long away to return to the WWE, they walked away with those SmackDown Tag Team Championship titles, and you got the you just still stuck with your heart, said the Usos. I still think, and who who did the Hardys lose the titles back to? Uh, well, that, that that goes without saying. I don't know. I didn't look into all that. I looked into to them defeating the Usos. Who who did they lose it back to? I'm pretty sure they lost them right straight back to the Usos. Well, don't be pretty sure. Be sure. But nonetheless, uh, that's what we... So we're going to have a stalemate, okay? So Pope's at one, and Polo right now, and and I are at a stalemate on number four. So this is where we go to you guys. What do you think? You make that determination yourself on number four, Usos versus the Hardys. And we're not talking about Hardys right now. We're talking about the Hardys in their prime. Polo, what did you come up with? What do you mean? Yo, who did the hardest lose the title to? Did you ever find that I, out? I, didn't, I stopped. I stopped looking because you were still talking, and I was waiting to see what you were saying. Okay, well then we can but, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um. So let me see. I still think that the Usos would 
just take them. Well, that's all fine and well, but if you're going from a um, if you're going from an achievement standpoint, a statistical standpoint, uh, a a cultural impact standpoint, standpoint, excuse me, the Hardy Boys have literally helped create a generation of fans. And those fans that were little babies and little boys when the Hardy Boys were doing their stuff and raining and, and, and jumping off of the top of freaking ladders and stages and, you know, going up against... And they were so popular were the Hardy Boys that they went on to hail several championships in the single realm of things in the WWE and and Polo, you know, Jeff Hardy is a former world's champion in the WWE. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, misery of miseries, Pope. The Hardy Boys had to vacate their titles after only three weeks, less than three weeks with them, because Jeff suffered a knee injury, and Daniel Bryan and Rowan uh-huh. uh, won won those in what appears to be some kind of a tournament final. So I, I'm still telling you, I would give it to the Usos. So at, 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 okay, so so talking about generational and, and cultural impact, you're about to build. Your organization, Polo, you're about to build your promotion around one tag team at this point in time out of the Hardys at their prime and the Usos, the Samoans in their prime. You're telling me that you're going to choose the Samoans to build your, the Usos to, to build your organization around and not the Hardy boys? Is that, that's a yes or no. Is that what you're telling me? We're currently seeing WWE built around those two boys. That's because they all that's they're not built around those two boys. They're built around Roman Reigns. They're built around quote unquote the bloodline. Okay, so that's what they're built around. They're not built around the Ooses. Those are my boys. They're not built around them, but they are built around the bloodline. This thing here is bigger than the Usos. This is all about a family affair. And once the Rock comes back, all of this will you know be even more apparent. But we can argue on that, and we won't. We're just going to go ahead and go to number three now, okay? And I think Polo is happy to do that, as am I. Who do you have at number three, Polo Demar? And let's see if you and I got the same team at number... Actually, I think you got this team that I have at number two. But let's see what you got. I have Arn and Tully at number three. 
Wow. Talk to and the, my my top three to me are all interchangeable at number one. <clears throat> I think the Arn and Tully for me is again culturally significant. They dominated WCW at the time. They came out of NWA. They were the first team to ever hold the NWA or WCW World Tag Team Titles and the WWF World Tag Team Titles. So they, I, to me, they dominated the entire industry for a number of years. Mm. Mm. So this to me is an extension beyond just their tag team. But if you're talking about cultural significance, their partnership extends well beyond that into something that was far bigger. And that was the four horsemen and their, their dominance as a tag team to me truly defined a generation as well. That is, that is very uh, telling if you will uh, for your boy, when you talk about, Arn and Tully, Tully, <laughs> Tully, <laughs> Arn and Tully and their impact and what they had. You're talking about a team, Polo. And again, you're talking to a horseman, okay? You're talking to a horseman. I am horseman by heart and by nature. I grew up on the NWA, but I will be doing a disservice to myself and to the boat point of viewers if I went solely on my personal likes and favorites, which is something that Pope could not do for this top five tag team of all time. However, Tully and Arn only teamed together for three years, Polo. Just for three years, they came together in 1987 as a tag team when they won those titles. They left in 88, 89, and went to uh, what? 88 and went to WWF. They won the titles up there. They just had one single reign with both titles, if I'm not, you know, mistaken. Okay, and then after that, there was no more Tully and R. So how can you consider a tag team? Well, nobody, nobody's to blame except Tully for failing the drug test. <laughs> but Polo, what I'm saying is, how can you consider a tag team that was only together for approximately three years, give or take, to be a great greatest of all time tag team? I do believe, I do believe they are one of the greatest of all times. They're just not the greatest. They're not top five because they weren't a tag team. Both of those members of that tag team, they achieved their most success in single ranks. Yes, they were great in that tag team environment, but they are not, Polo, in Pope's opinion, they are not top five all time. They had the NWA World Tag Team Championship twice. They had the WWF once. And that was in the span of just three years. So here's who I think that it's all these years later and people still reference that tag team shows exactly what their lingering impact was. Well, I get that. But so are the Fantastics still talked about today. So is Dick the Bruiser and Ray Stevens. You know, all of those guys. But it not doesn't... in the same capacity. Not in the same light. Not with the same reference. Sure. Well, Polo, first, first off, you have to have somebody that's well past their prime like you and then me, of course, who can relate and, and who grew up in that era. And yes, Arn and Tully will still be talked about, but they are not more talked about than Pope's number three, and that's the Midnight Express, okay? And I know you may have them higher, but the Midnight, the Midnight Express 
is the tag team of all tag teams when it comes to tag team wrestling. The Midnight Express are the tag team that made the world accustomed. They have laid the blueprint to what tag team wrestling would be, which is why FTR goes out there in their nice little cosplay and tip to the hat, if you will, or the nod to the Midnight Express. It's why they come out there with that music. Every tag team should be trying to wrestle like the Midnight Express. The Midnight Express have invented so many tag team moves that we see today. The high-low, you know, the uh, uh, the the double uh, face buster or whatever you call it when the guy go up on the shoulder and, you know, but the flapjack. You know, and that's that's credited to Jim Cornette, of course. And speaking of Jim Cornette, I think Jim Cornette came up with the uh, first ever three-way uh, dance. Just want to throw that out there. We talked about that last week on Pulse Point of View, but now that I say Jim Cornette's name, he may have been the one that invented it, but it was on a lesser scale. No one knew about it. And then Paulie Dangerously uh, stole that idea, and then it's been borrowed ever since. But yeah, Polo, so I have the Midnight Express at number three, you have Arn and Tully. Which Midnight Express? Well, I got the Midnight Express, period. Obviously, Conjury and, and Eaton, the original Midnight Express, are the team that laid the foundation. But Sweet Stan came in there and picked it up. And they're the only tag team in W NWA history that held the United States tag team title as well as the world tag team titles at the same time. So I just grouped the Midnight Express in there with Conjury, just like you did with the Freebirds. I'll group them in there together and just say the Midnight Express. They were still, um, one integral part was always there. That was or two, that was Eaton, and that was Cornette, and therefore you just have to go Midnight Express at number three. So when you have the Midnight Express versus Arn and Tully, who you got? Of course I'm going with Midnight Express because the Midnight Express defeated Arn and Tully for the World Tag Team title. Exactly. That's number two. That's two for Pope, and we got a draw on number four, so we're going to need you guys to come on in there. And now we're going to go to number two. Polo, tell me what you got. Um, my number two was and is Stan and Bobby. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Expound. My number two is the Midnight Express. Stan Lane and Bobby Eaton. They, uh, if I were to have lumped Dennis Condry in there, I would have made them my number one. Because between the two different teams, I think that they quite literally revolutionized what it meant to be a tag team. I agree. They they turned tag team wrestling. And now this is with this is with the Rock and Roll Express. They mm-hmm. created a phenomenon where tag team wrestling was became a legitimately main event wrestling. Yeah. And tag team wrestling was elevated so much by that rivalry yep. that those two teams when these super shows would go and bring 
talent from NWA and AWA and other smaller promotions and go to places in New York like Madison Square Garden, the main event would be the Rock and Roll Express versus the Midnight Express. So if I were to, as I said, spread out the love and put Bobby, Stan, and Dennis Condry in there, I would have moved them to my number one spot. But Midnight Express, Stan Lane, Bobby Eaton, unparalleled team, also my favorite tag team of all time. Mm-hmm. And I 100% think that they are the blueprint for what a tag they team are. is. I, I, the Midnight Express, as I alluded to prior, they laid the foundation and the blueprint to what tag team wrestling is. Um, and their rivalry with the Rock and Roll Express, as you mentioned. However, I got to go back and point this out. I took out some favorites. I couldn't put Harlem Heat in there. They are a favorite of mine. I couldn't put the Rock and Roll Express as a... If they are favorite, they're one or two because they're favorites of mine. But I'm going by accomplishment, the impact on the business, the championship. I'm considering everything to give you guys a legit top five. It's like the Mount Rushmore, the argument, who goes on the Mount Rushmore? And I've argued this... Well, I haven't argued it, but I've shared it with you before. Uh, if you go off of the significance and the impact of the business, you have to put Bruno San Martino on there first. You have to put Ric Flair on there because he carried and he was the NWA. You got to put Hogan on there because he carried and he was the WWF. And then you got to put Stone Cold on there because he carried and he was WWE. Honorable mentions, you can go on and on and on about. But if I was doing favorites polo, Dusty Rhodes would be on there first. So I'm not doing favorites here. I'm doing analytical breakdown, business breakdown. So at my number, where are we at? Two. Two. My number two, Pope has, and I can't believe you don't have them in here. Because I know you don't. The Steiner Brothers. How how do you not put the Steiner Brothers in top five? Steiner Brothers, much like the Dudleys, Steiner Brothers came in when they came together and they carried the torch from the Midnight Express. They held the IWGP tag titles, the WCW tag titles, the WWF tag titles, and they did it in the span of about eight years. Okay, so I have the Steiner Brothers. Go ahead, Polo. Somehow, I when I was coming up with this, I've like omitted them completely. I, I'm looking at my list now, and there's two, two teams that I think I've omitted that deserve to be certainly honorable mention. And if I were to redo this, I would probably take my Usos team off and have the Steiners in my, my tag. But... Um, I would I would never argue against the Steiner brothers' impact. Certainly, both of them, such a strong show, showing from them together. They were another team that moved handily from WCW into WWF, holding the tag team titles there, showing some real dominance, even though I don't think that um, they were ever... I, I don't know. I think that they were very, very over with the fans. I think that... It, I think they were massively over everywhere they went, Polo. I think that I think that their innovation was very high. Like I would give them more props on innovation than I would necessarily even how over they yeah. were with the fans. But 
Um, yeah, very, very much a successful team and one that certainly deserves their ranking. Yeah, NWA World Tag Team Champions seven times. Seven. Okay, you can't take... And then WWF Tag Team Champions two times. IWGP Tag Team Titles two times. And the list goes on. I ain't going to go to Mid-Atlantic and all the... Uh, uh, tag Team of the Year awards that they've won from your crew, PWI. I'm not going to go through all that. Uh, Steiner Brothers are definitely at number two. And I'm not going to even ask you. You got Steiners and you have the Midnight Express <laughs> polo. I'm not going to even ask you. I'm just going to say Pope got three here because Steiners versus Midnight Express. We're going with the Steiners. All day long. And I think there's nobody out there that will argue that. Not even you. Uh, we've already moved the Midnight Express to the next round anyway, Pope. So it doesn't matter. Well, no, they're not. Because you had the Midnight Express here and they're not going further. But anyways, um, let's go on. We'll, we'll get back to that list. No, I want to remind y'all that no matter what, Pope, when he told me this, was like, you make your list and I'll tell you why they're all wrong. <laughs> And true to my word, Polo, I'm doing... I, I never had any doubt. <laughs> never a doubt, Polo. Okay, Polo. Well, please, you have this form just as much as Pope does. So be sure to put your input. Tell me why I'm wrong. Because when it comes to number one, when it comes to, I don't care who you are, I don't care where you're from, I don't care your race, your nationality, your creed, your beliefs... You could be living under a rock or under the freaking sea. Number one belongs to who, Polo? The Legion the of Doom, Warriors. the Road Warriors. So there we go. You and I, we're both in agreement on that. PWI Tag Team of the Year three times from 83, 85, and 88. Uh, they've been a champion in every promotion that they've gone to. NWA, WWF, IWGP, and then more. Um, AWA. AWA. Yeah. And the list goes on. PWI tag team, the number one tag team in the 100 standings. When you rank the 100 tag teams all the way back when they were still going. So, um, um, you know, they're not the greatest technically sound tag team, Polo, but they were the greatest tag team attraction, attraction that there ever was. Would you agree? I would agree with that. I think that they are, I think that's exactly what they had to be considered as an attraction. Because in terms of watching them or watching them compete or whatever, once they entered the ring, my interest in them pretty much hit rock bottom. I was never a fan of theirs. Uh, the biggest reason I was never a fan of theirs is they did not have the ability or desire to sell anything. So it made their matches seem very, very one note. I did not enjoy watching their matches across the board. I also did not like how protected they demanded to be. So those all go hand in hand for me. I think that one of the things that defines what makes a great wrestler or a great team or somebody in the longest run is how much they are able to elevate the people around them. That's why people like a Ric Flair are mm -hmm. incredible because of the fact that Ric Flair could walk in and even if he's wrestling a complete jobber, make that guy look like a million bucks. You know, uh, George South wrestling against Ric Flair on WCW or NWA Saturday night, looking like a million bucks. These two 
um, were only concerned really, it felt like with protecting their image. And there's a reason for that because once that image is broken, they ain't yeah. gonna make any more money. But at the same time, it just never to me felt fulfilling to watch their matches as a result. Okay, well, Polo, we appreciate that very, very much. And uh, it's, it it then therefore negates everything that we were going to go to because we were going to take the top five winners. We're going to put them all in a bag, guys. You know, whether that be uh, the Steiners, the Road Warriors, the Midnight Express, and the Dudleys. We came to a uh, stalemate with the Hardy Boys and... Um, whomever that was at Polo's number four, I can't remember. The Usos? Yes, the Hardy Boys and the Usos. So we came to a stalemate there. So we were going to take the Dudley Boys, the Midnight Express, the Steiners, and the Road Warriors, put them all in one bucket, and then we were going to determine the best tag team. And you know what? If Polo's best tag team is number one, and then Pope's best tag team of all time, greatest tag team that is, at number one, it's the same. There's no point of us putting them in that bucket. But we still have one point left to make, and we will do that right after stationary identification. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What up, peeps? It's your boy, Pope. If you are listening and enjoying Pope's Point of View with Elijah Burke, be sure to go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Springer, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts to subscribe today. All right, guys, your boy is back, and y'all know how we do it. We got to take a pause for the call for stationary identification. That's right. That's to tell you and your friends and your friends' friends, your family, where they can listen to your boy and Polo Del Mar on a regular basis. Now, of course, you already know because you're listening to this, but just for your friends or family, when you say, hey, man, y'all got to check out Post Point of View, and they go, well, I don't have an Apple phone. I don't have Apple Podcasts. Well, you could tell them they can go Find us on Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, and the list goes on. Hell, put it on your car radio and tune in to iHeart for those of you who have satellite and listen to us on your way to and from work. It's just 45 minutes of fire and then some won't take up your day, but when you're stuck in that traffic, that 5 o'clock traffic, you can listen to us and be entertained and not frustrated because you're not getting home in a timely manner. And then, guys, as always, I want you to head over to the Love Alive charity's website, love-alive.org. I want you to read about what your boy's doing when you're not listening to me or you're not seeing me on your television or computer smart device. I want you to be a part of something great. That's called the Love Alive charity as we continue to positively influence many people. We have a huge event coming up on January the 14th, okay? We're going to be celebrating our 11th annual love drive for our 11th year where we feed, clothe, home, clothe and, and assist a homeless community in downtown Jacksonville, Florida. 
We have clothes, we have shoes, we have indigent packages, which are care packages. We have blankets for the people on the street. And most importantly, guys, we're going to feed them directly out of Burger King. $1 helps makes the difference. I know you guys saw what went down, which we'll touch on here in a moment or two. But listen, be a part of the change that you wish to see in the world. That's love that's alive. Org. And then Polo Del Mar on January the 14th. Go ahead and unbuckle your lips over there. It's the Duval Brawl 5. That's right, guys. Duval Brawl 5 taking place in Jacksonville, Florida. The return to Murray Hill Baptist Gymnasium. And man, do we have a card that is going to knock your socks off off if you're able to get there i want you to be there i want you to be on hand and i want you to witness this guys we're going to have our very own from the nwa the nwa world's women's champion camille that's right special meet and greet for the vip plus she's going to be there tom latimer Former NWA World Tag Team Champion, he's going to be on hand. And then we have the Love Alive Charity Heavyweight Champion, Allen Russell, who will be defending his championship against the NWA's own JTG. We have, of course, Otison and Paro, the end. They'll be defending their tag team titles. We have Jamie Stanley. We have, of course, your boy, the Pope. We have the other Russell twins, and the list goes on. We're going to have the ball. Baltimore crew, Black Magic, but I think most importantly at this point in time, I should say, we're going to have our very own Polo Freaking Deramar and Money, Power, Respect, Marco Mayor y Fabuloso Fabricio with the Manager of Champions, the Champion of Managers, Polo Del Mar, Pope, we're coming for you on January 14th, Jacksonville, Strap down your wigs, honey, because I'm about to come and blow it back. <laughs> and we look forward to having Polo Del Mar and Money Power Respect and, and whatever they call themselves when they get on, on, on hand. Look, man, we're just happy to have y'all. We're happy that you're going to come down and contribute uh, to the cause. This is a fundraising event for the Love Live Charity. And... um. They did not hesitate to say, hey, we want to be a part of it. And I gave you guys some of the matches last week. I just did it again here. We're going to have JTG versus Allen Russell for the Love of Our Championship Heavyweight Champion. Um, we got Pope versus uh, Cameron with a K, Russell. And we're going to have our first ever Duval Brawl strap match. That's right. We're going to have that, guys. And I'm going to be listing off some more matches coming up here in the upcoming weeks. We're just a week away from our third year anniversary show. So that's going to be huge. I want to make sure you guys come back, tune in, tell a friend to listen to that. We're going to have, according to Con Man, the producer to the guy in light, he's giving me some hints. He's not trying to surprise me this time, except for the fact that He's going to surprise me. I don't know who it is, but he said, you know, I got to do what I got to do. And I got some of your most loyal and best friends over the years in this business who will be dropping in from time to time. But you will have to wait to find out, Pope, when we do that three-year anniversary recording. And guys, you're going to have to wait as well until it airs next Saturday right here on Pope's Point of View with Elijah Burke. Paulo, how was your Thanksgiving? 
my Thanksgiving was wonderful, Pope. I actually got to meet my booze family, and he was, um, it was very, very special to be introduced to his parents and get to spend the holiday with them. This, so is, a, this is going to be, nice. this might sound ignorant, but it's, mm-hmm. it's absolutely from a point of curiosity. Uh-huh. Who did they meet, Polo or Paul? They absolutely met me just the way okay. I'm sitting in front of you right now. And, you know, they were without we don't ever go into our private lives really other than talking about pope's copious amount of baby mamas but (laughs) but my um my boo and i've been together for almost a year and a half Mm -hmm. and you know he it's been a journey for him because i'm the first guy that he's ever dated so this was a, a really big occasion for him it was very big occasion for me as well to get to share in that special moment for him so answer, yeah. so answer me this, uh, as as I continue to try to delve and jump and dive into your private life, was there ever any consideration, or or are you waiting before they can see uh, Polo instead of Paul? So I, they've never met me that way, but they they're aware of her. Mm. They're, they're aware that mm. I'm the lovely and talented Pollo Del Mar, but they have never met me in that capacity. Certainly. I would like somebody especially as important as I would hope that they will become in my life. You know, we've been together a a longish time now. So I would hope that. I I remember us. I was still young and had an afro, but go ahead. Whatever. You were never young. (laughs) Like you might've had an afro, but you were never young. These are people that hopefully I will get to spend a very long time time you know getting to know and i would like them to get to know and understand me first um and then you know that was we talked about it we talked about wrestling we talked about her wow. we talked about me we talked about him wow. so but, but nevertheless it was it was a lovely time how was yours well polo i appreciate you for asking um let me know well, that that's all the time we have y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh look here <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I think you know what Pope did. A lot of people know I, I, I shared it on social media. Uh, Pope's Thanksgiving was simply giving back. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and being, I, I know it's cliche to say for a lot of people, but it's been that change that I wish to see in the world. You know, I went to downtown Jacksonville, Florida. I went downtown looking for a woman. I, no, nah, I didn't go looking for a woman this time. I went downtown to see what was going on. Oh my uh, God, speaking of hope, remind me sometime to tell you about the time I got approached by a hooker in Jacksonville. It was horrendous. Go on. <laughs> Will do. Let me write that down. But yeah, so I went downtown and um, I, I came across the homeless community, which I know where to go, okay? Um, and I was asking some of the people who worked in the building, like, hey, one of these guys, what are they getting tomorrow, yada, yada, yada. And it was just heartbreaking, Polo, uh, to be told they got what they were going to get. You know, the workers got to go be with their families, and they're, they're kicked them out, and they're all on the street outside of the homeless shelter, one of the feedings, you know, uh, um, um, points in Jacksonville, Florida, downtown. And so I spent my Thanksgiving feeding out of a trunk. I went in, and um, thanks to a lot of people who support other level of charity. It's not just out of post pocket, but certainly my time. I gave all of my time. 
to the homeless. I never ate a slice of turkey. I didn't visit any family. I had no dressing. And if you're black, you know what I mean when you, when I say there was no collard greens and, and sweet potato pie for your boy. So that was my um, Thanksgiving polo. And you know what? It was one of the greatest Thanksgivings I've ever had. Well, just so you know, I appreciate you doing that. And as my homage to you, I ate your collard greens. I <laughs> ate the sweet <laughs> Polo. I ate the stuffing and the ham and the <laughs> everything his mama fed me. I ate it. I bet you did. Speaking of Amish, Jen, is there anything that you would like to add uh, at this particular time before we get out of here? Y'all follow me on Instagram, Poyadomar fans, Twitter, the Glamazon PDM. You can find me on TikTok and Facebook, Poyadomar fans. I relish any opportunity to connect with you. We've got such loyal listeners who contact us directly through Twitter quite often. I, it's a joy to hear your feedback about our shows, and thank you for that. And with that being said, guys, before we get out of here, let us continue to keep Mickey James and her family in your thoughts and prayers. Uh, right, right after Thanksgiving, guys, this is when I tell you guys, you never know, and we just cannot take life for granted. But Mickey James lost her older brother uh, this past week. Uh, and, you know, her niece and her niece's friend as well. Uh, and, and, and the older brother, whose name was Wayne, his wife, Christy, is still in critical condition uh, after being in a terrible car accident. So if you want to head over to Mickey James' Twitter and, um, you know, just send some thoughts and prayers and some love to her encouragement. Be sure to do that. But on your own time, you guys, be sure to lift this family up. Everybody involved, the driver, uh, those who lost their lives and those who are fighting for their lives. And always uh, remember that um, you, you just cannot take each other for granted. When you leave your family, when you hang up that phone, when you, Finish that last text. If you care about them, let them know you care about them. If you love them, let them know you love them. And um, that's pretty much all Pope can say about that. Um, Polo, I didn't get a chance to um, ask you about that, but if there's anything you want to add to that before we get out of here. No, my my heart, you know, I saw it on Twitter and my heart just breaks for Mickey. Mickey's somebody that we both think so highly of. We think the world of her. Um, and family is very important to her. Yeah. So I, I just knew, even without having ever spoken to her about her relationship with her brother, I just knew yeah. how heartbroken and despondent she must be. So I, the other thing I know is that she also has a very strong faith. Yeah, And absolutely. I think that her strong faith will be what she leans into at a, a time like this. Well, guys... Didn't mean to take you down, but I couldn't do this at the beginning of the show because we had such a fun show uh, laid out and planned. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this edition of Post Point of View Top 5 Greatest Tag Teams of All Time. And speaking of time, it is that time. It's that time where we must turn ship and set sail in the opposite direction. So for the deacon to the guy, Light Alicon Khan Man House, and for the manager of champions, him and herself, follow them. I am your host, host, your god like your paragon of virtue, your former NWA World Television Champion, the Pope, Pope. Elijah Burke, saying, take care of yourself. 
take care of each other. And always remember, if you can't change the people around you, hush polo. Change the people around you.